Hallelujah. Well, Merry Christmas. Happy what? Mm, good, good. From your heart. With all your heart. Hallelujah. Let's just look at the message here that will encourage you because the Christmas is in the air. It's very important we encourage ourselves. Let's look at uh, the force. Because the Bible says only faith pleases God. But there is a force that sets faith to work. If faith is the only, there is a force that sets faith to work. So let's look at the book of First Corinthians, chapter 13, verse 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. That shows that without love, faith cannot work. You say only faith pleases God. Isn't it? What in this test, if love is the greatest, this means without love, faith cannot work. Faith cannot work without love. This means the force that sets faith to work is love. This is faith. But for the faith to move, you need love. What is love? Love looks around to see who is in need, who is sick, who is unsafe, who is depressed, who is worried. Have you done that? Look around to see who is in need of what you possess. Who is sick? Who is unsaved? Who is depressed? Who is worried? Say, have faith in God. Have faith in God. But there's something that set that faith to work. Love. When you talk in love and faith, God talks. See, when I move in love and faith, God moves. When you pray in love and faith, God prays. When you sit in love and faith, God sits. How are you in love and faith? God is How are you? What's to say, am I a Christian? Am I a child of God? You measure your life by your love for God. Measure my life by my love for God. Am I a Christian? You can know if you're a Christian. Measure your life by your love for who? Love your neighbor. 
as yourself. Your neighbor can be those who do not share the same faith with you. Your neighbor can be your enemy. But you begin to do that, there's nothing like new beginning. It's still old beginning. Nothing like new beginning. Evil is rampant everywhere in our society today. Unfortunately, evil seems to prevail than good. Evil. But when you put love in your life, in your home, in your relationships, and all around you, you drive out evil. When you put love in your life, in your home, in your relationships, in the place of work, and all around you, you drive out Evil. Evil cannot stand love. Evil cannot stand love. If your sisters and your brothers are trying to hurt you, you should pray for love for them. Let's offer prayer. Don't forget. Those of us that normally ask ourselves, I don't know whether I'm a Christian or not. You can know if you are a Christian. Measure your life by your word, by your love for God. Tell your neighbor. Am I a Christian? What is wrong? This is why this has happened to me. This is nightmare. I've done so much. I'm an evangelist. I pay my tithe. I go to church regularly. Why are this? It's happened to me. You are worried. You don't know. You say, ah, you measure your life. You can know. The Bible says you can know if you're a Christian. You can know. How do we know? You know by measuring your life by your love for God. When I say your love for God, whatever you do to your fellow, that you do to God. Tell your neighbor again, you can know. If you're a Christian, measure your life by your love for God, that you do to your fellow, that you do to God. So now, if you know that, you know how to take care of your neighbor. You will not give your neighbor what you do not need. The used materials. You give your neighbor what you cherish, what your life depends on. If you know that, yeah, I need to measure my life by my law for God, and. What I do to my neighbor, that I do to God. Okay, my love to my neighbor, I'll give what I need, what I cherish, what my life depends on, not what you do not need, not change. What your life depends on, you know what you give, what your life depends on, you mean what you are using. What you use, you take it, give it to your friend. This Christmas, you can know if you are going to have a new beginning, you can know. How do we know? By my love for God. Whatever I do to You cannot see God, it's your neighbor. My neighbor. Whatever I do to my neighbor, that I do to God. Have you been doing that before? 
the sincere. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yes, sir. Sometimes you have God. Yes. Other time you have Satan. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. You cannot live without leader, without mentor. So sometimes you live for God, and other time you live for Satan. Yes, sir. What is yes, sir? <laughs> What is yes, sir? You say sometimes. Sometimes. And it's not possible to live a neutral life. It's a neutral life. You say, no, I'm not going to live for God. I'm not going to live for Satan. It's not possible. Is it that you live for God or you live for Satan? You say sometimes. Yes, sir. What is sometimes? Sometimes you live upright. Sometimes too you go wayward. Sometimes you live as a Christian. And then sometimes too you just go. So you listen to that? So please. The word sometime. No, is it that you live for God or live for Satan? What are you taking home now? What I'm taking home is that I have to put love in my life. You confuse the whole thing. Thank you. Now, the life now we are taking home, what we do for God, that we do for our neighbor. Okay? Yes. So, and uh, we have been talking about what? Love. Love. Yes. And uh, without love, Faith cannot work. Not work, yes, sir. Because the Bible says love is the greatest. If love is the greatest, mean is the force that set faith working. Yes, sir. And what is love? If the Bible says love, look around to see who is in need. need. Who is in need? It's not say Christian or Muslim or this. It's a who is need. There's nothing there that says. Christian or Muslim, they say, love look around to see who is in need, who is Christian, who is Muslim, that's nothing like that. Who is need? Say it again. Love look love, love looks around to see. To see who is in need. Who is in need. Okay. That who is in need me, your neighbor. And your neighbor can be those who do not share the same faith with you or your enemy. Let's offer prayer. Those of us that normally ask ourselves, I don't know whether I'm a Christian or not, you can know if you're a Christian. Measure your life by your word, by your love for God. Tell your neighbor. Am I a Christian? What is wrong? This is why this has happened to me. This is nightmare. I've done so much. I'm an evangelist. I pay my tithe. I go to church regularly. Why are this? It's happened to me. You are worried. You don't know. You say, ah, you measure your life. You can know. The Bible says you can know if you're a Christian. You can know. How do we know? You know by measuring your life by your love for God. When I said your love for God, whatever you do to your fellow, that you do to God. Tell your neighbor again, you can know. If you're a Christian, measure your life by your love for God. That you do to your fellow, that you do to God. So now, if you know that, you know how to take care of your neighbor. You will not give your neighbor what you do not need. The used materials. You give your neighbor what you cherish, what your life depends on. If you know that, yeah, 
I need to measure my life by my love for God and what I do to my neighbor, that I do to God. Okay, my love to my neighbor, I'll give what I need, what I cherish, what my life depends on, not what you do not need, not change. What your life depends on, you know what you give, what your life depends on. It means what you are using. What you use, you take it, give it to your friend this Christmas. You can know if you are going to have a new beginning. You can know. Okay, we have something to answer there. Now, Christmas is in the air, right? Yes, sir. Okay, how do you celebrate? How do you go about your Christmas life? I go about my Christian life looking for those who are in need, irrespective of their religion, their belief. Have you been doing that before? Yes. But the fruit we are seeing now does not show that you have been doing that before. You are so desperate, you are worried, there are many things you are looking forward for. You are looking for new beginning? Yes, sir. That shows you have not been having new beginning. If you have been living a new beginning, you are not going to look for a new beginning. That shows you have not been living an excellent life. Exactly. Have you been living an excellent life? No, I have not been living an excellent life. What is the cause? And you deserve excellence life. Exactly. Okay. So can we have anyone that can tell us the life you have been living before now? I've been watching uh, our program back there in Delta where I work. I travel down from Delta and I've been following it fully. So recently, the issue of faith, love has been coming up. So as a result of that, before I come here, I make sure that I go to the hospitals, I go places to deliver things. And as I'm going back, I see our program for those that are working in my establishment. Why are you doing this? What is motive? The motive behind this is, I want to be closer to God now. Love Give a life. Jesus. The motive matter. The manner you give matter. So you are given so that you can be given. You can receive plenty. No. You see, that is the way of life. The way of a child of God. You want to live to please God. Your neighbor, they are God. You cannot see God, but you can see your neighbor. Hmm? Can you see God? No. But your neighbor? Yes. Okay, do to them. Thank you, sir. Do to them and leave judgment for God. Do to them, instead of asking, he's a Muslim, I cannot give, I cannot love him, I cannot employ him, I cannot favor him, he's a Muslim, that is judgment. If you are now judged, who will judge you on the last day? If you now turn to judge now, and you are judging people, uh, he's a Christian, he's a Muslim, he cannot be my friend, he cannot be my dear, he cannot be my dad. Who will now judge you on the last day? That is joy. We are not given any right to joy. Okay, my brother wants to say something. I've learned many from this uh, ministry, and I've been doing what uh, I learned from this ministry, and God has been taking glory all for my life. I do visit motherless um, home. This time around, I learned to give what I use myself. Before I came here, 
I did this, I, I, I visited the motherless soul, and I intend to do more. And the motive is that uh, God uh, has been giving me his best, and I think he deserves my best. Thank you very much for coming out to talk. 700 million people are watching. As a viewer, 700 million. So you can see how many people you are trying to save their soul, to teach them the way of the Lord. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. So it's not too late to adjust yourself, to adjust your life. Hallelujah. Don't wait until people call you for help. Love looks around to see who is in need. While you are sitting down this morning in the church, if you look around, you just look at your back, look at your right, look at, you find someone, your heart will tell you, your spirit will tell you that, ah, no, 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 excuse me, I mean, what can I do for you? That's settled matter. But your neighbor at home, you live in the same house, you see their children playing football morning, afternoon, where children are going to school, you see them playing football always at home. You know these children are not going to school, and you are living in the same compound with them. You cannot approach their parents. Come on, why your children are playing football in the morning, in the afternoon? I'm always seeing them around. What can I do to help? They need to go to school. Their parents will say, thank you, sir, thank you, sir. They will tell you the reason why they are always at home. You can help. But you see them, you never mind. Nothing concerns you. Love look around to see who is in need. Hallelujah. Thank you. Let's hear from our pastor. My professor, I just want to ask a question. How can I identify someone that I can help? Yes. I know what you are talking about, sir. Holy Spirit leads us. In the case we don't possess the Holy Spirit, you have to start by yourself. Okay, let me give you a good example. If a smoker here today, and you smoke a lot, but you now look at the whole thing going on, you say, ah, I will not smoke again. I will not smoke again. But on getting to the opposite there, you have that serious hole. No, 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 no. You know, everything big, start little. No, no, no. Okay, let me give you a example. When Jesus and Peter were at the sea, Jesus was right on the sea, and Peter said to Jesus, I want to come to you. Jesus said he wants to see his desire, his seal that really he means what he said. Jesus did not show any help at the beginning. He said, Peter, come. If you want to come to me, okay, I want to see your excitement. I want to see your desire really that you want to come to me before I help you. Peter entered the water on his own. When he was going, he was sink. He was sink. He was sink. And in his heart, he was saying, ah, this one will have to help me, or if not, I would drown. But he was sink. He was sink. Not until he got to the middle of the sea, and the water was here. This was, I have seen, really, you want to come to me. This was stretch his hand to help him. 
and the Bible says Peter floating up and started walking on the sea to Jesus. You can also do the same thing today. Yeah. At the beginning, you give it wrongly, continue giving it wrongly. Those whom you are not supposed to give, you continue to give it, continue to give it. By the time you give it, the direction of God says you should go, maybe you just go anyhow because you don't have Holy Spirit to give that thing. You just have to give it. You just give, you have desire to give. God said we should give, you give. By the time you get to a certain point, Jesus will now help you to give the right people. By then, you will have given it to the wrong people, the right people, the wrong people. You keep giving people that you will give, they will give you a call and say, you are a foolish man for giving me what you are given. This is sacrifice. You are not serious. They will abuse you. A lot of things will happen to you. And you continue to give it. It will get to a certain point. Jesus will now see your desire. Your desire is very strong. You need his help. He will now possess you with the Spirit, adopt you. By the time he adopted you, you will now see whom to give, the right people to give. But you have to start on your own. Thank you, man of God. God bless you, sir. So in your case now, you have to start on your own. Your genuine willingness first. And by the time you show that genuine willingness, and you are given it, given it, given it, given it. All what you are given, the Holy Spirit may not even involve, but the desire you need, that, that is how to attract the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, the genuine willingness plus God's ability give a new birth. So at the beginning, your genuine willingness, you continue, you continue, you continue, you continue, you continue. As time goes on, God will come to your aid. Yes. This is what happened to Peter at the sea. That's very correct, sir. Thank you, sir. Can you see the question my brother is asking now, helping every one of us? Before now, you never knew. I know you are given on your own now, but it will get to a point. God himself will see your desire. The same thing, the smoker. Stop smoking. At that point you stop, don't expect God to help you to remove the hush. When you stop, the hush will continue, 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 and you stop. Even it may lead you to depression, sickness, because you stop and the hush is so serious and you decided not to go on, go on. God will now come to your aid to help you. To help you, yes. It's not at the point, it does as a way the moment you stop smoking, you stop drinking, the hold will increase. You now begin as if you are running crazy. The hold will be so serious, but you insist that, no, I will not go into it. I will not smoke again. I will not drink again. By the time you insist and you stop it, drinking it, smoking it, and the hold will increase, Jesus will not allow you to die. He will look at you. See your desire? Oh, yeah, this is a genuine willingness. You come to your age. And I know this is what has happened to all of you here. Everyone, 
everyone. What you say, I'm, I stop smoking, you stop smoking. But to you, Christian today, they don't know that uh, at the beginning, your genuine willingness is what God wants to see first. You do it on your own. By the time you are sleeping, they will not give you three packets of cigarettes to smoke. You just stop smoking. By the time you sleep, you say, <laughs> by the time you wake up, you realize, that, ah, I smoke a lot in the night. And you wake up, the odor in your mouth. You feel it that you smoke. Oh, you see those hard. When you look this side, cigarette, you want to smoke? Here, you want to smoke? Here, you want to smoke? You say, oh, and I say, I will not smoke. I will not smoke. I will not smoke. I love Jesus. I will not smoke. I want to follow Jesus. You see people crying at that point. They will start crying. Even some of your children, your husband at home, your wife will start crying that, no, no, I have all to smoke, but I will not smoke. I will not smoke. Just insist, stop, don't smoke. Jesus will come to your aid. He wants to see your genuine willingness. So take your time. Look at the case of Peter. At the beginning, Peter, when he saw Jesus on the sea, he said to Jesus, I want to come to you, Lord. Jesus said, you mean you want to come to me? Three times. You mean you want to come to me? You mean you want to come to me? Okay, come. The Bible says he led Peter on his own, to use his own mental sense, human ability. And Peter entered the water. As he entered, he sank. He sank, not until he got to a certain point that he started drinking the water. He was drunk. Jesus realized that this boy was drawing, and his only hand was remained. Jesus said, no, this is a genuine Come on. And he float on the sea and start coming to Jesus. The same thing that has happened to all of us today. When you say, no, this is thing, you will not do it again. By the time you stop doing it, you start having hodge. You start saying to yourself, ah, where is Jesus now? Why can't Jesus help me? This is hodge. I cannot help myself. You go back to it again. You vomit. You say, no, I will not take this vomit. You go back to your vomit again. Go back to your family. Instead of insist, so right now, ask Jesus to open your heart. Open your heart to his word. Open my heart to your word. Open my heart to your spirit. Not Jesus, open my heart to your spirit. I can hear you. Abre mi corazón a tu espíritu y a tu palabra. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Now, this is the journey. At the beginning, you're on your own. But the Father is somewhere looking at you. Okay, you mean it? I will not smoke again. You mean it? Okay. You stop it on your own. You pass through some tests. Hodge. In the night, every. By the time you stand on your own, I say I will not go back to it again. You come to your rescue. He wants you to value the relationship. Tell your neighbor, he wants me to value the relationship. And how can you value the relationship when you don't know how much it costs you? You become my friend now. You know what costs you to be my friend. You have been flying from New York ten times, five times. You never see TV Joshua, but suddenly after eight times, you find me. 
Say, Tim Joshua, I've been looking for you. I've been looking for this 10 times now I've been coming. If suddenly you say, I will not smoke again, and suddenly the heart disappear, everything disappear, you, are, you get stronger the moment you said it. You may likely not value the relationship. And you may not likely maintain the relationship. 